Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth land, and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Do something. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Public Access America. This is the start of our Sunday live stream, which you can catch on Public Access America at YouTube, 9 a.m. Eastern, noon, no, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Yep, that's us. We're just getting ready to start the show, and I hit record so that I can get in tune. You know, I sound very loud in my microphone, and that's because my volume is way too high. Always check your volumes. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, go ahead and check out Unsubscribe with Kai and Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. We just had a new episode come out yesterday, just a kind of free-flowing talk about food and other fun things that we love to deal with and things that we don't. <laughs> So um, thank you for being here. Also, check out the Snack Network on YouTube. My buddy Dave from Inspirations Beyond Disabilities tries new foods, so you don't have to. We're just waiting for Jeffrey, and we are going to hang out and do a couple things. Find out how you're doing. How are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, we got some great news on Twitter. I don't know if you knew this, but we retweet world animal news and nijc immigrants rights 
and justice. So check us out on Twitter at Public Access Pod, and you can find our podcast on Spotify and Google Play, Player FM, the Stitcher Smart Radio app. I'm holding back a burp for some reason, Tune In Radio, and even Red Circle. Radio Public, Victor Reader, Podcast Addict, all around the world, people are using different apps to tune into us. And I think it's fascinating. And I want to try and give you a better conversation. <laughs> Just to let you know, uh, last week, I want to apologize. I had some blood sugar issues going on and apparently I needed to find a new doctor and I did. Research your doctors, check them out, stalk them a little bit, but then don't tell them you stalked them. <laughs> Yeah, so we are just waiting on Jeffrey, and that is about it. We will be right back with the show. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Public Access America. I'm Jason, he's Jeffrey, and we just have some random news stories and thoughts to get through i hope you enjoy the live stream which you can find on youtube noon eastern 9 a.m pacific what's going on jeffrey i'm so happy i haven't seen you in like a week i know i know it's been busy dude i know right and on top of that everybody's got a cold no way yep not covid just just a cold i just got my flu shot that's so amazing i think mine's fallout from my flu shot too really yeah, yeah, I felt ran down and I didn't know why until my arm started hurt. My arm didn't start hurting until like a day later, but I felt run down and I was like, I don't know why, you know? Yeah. So I was, um, I want to apologize to you for last week. I was having some blood sugar issues. I was like avoiding doctors and yeah, it just got a little bit too much. And listening back to the episode, I was like, wow, dude, <laughs> you like, I don't have that brain fog normally. And so, yeah, I apologize for that. Dude, that's life, you know? Yeah, it is. That's one of those things. Well, hopefully this, you know, hopefully you're feeling better today, at least. Yeah, I am. I'm, blood sugar is like a, like, like a drug, an addict, like an addiction, you know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to, you have to realize that and whew, it gets bad. So before we get started, I wanted to um, ask everybody to rise so that we can say the Pledge of Allegiance to this uh, flag that I found from Donald Trump's White House bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know who Glenn Youngkin was, but come on seeing a bunch of people like say the pledge of allegiance to a flag that was supposedly a part of the insurrection. I thought that was a bit too far. <laughs> that's, 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 that's some cringe right there. That's some, that's some hot solid cringe. Yeah. I'm wondering, <clears throat> like, I always wonder what's going to be over the top for that, for that side of the spectrum. You know what I mean? And I thought to myself, that has to be, that has to be right. Well, that uh, we'll go with that's that's over the top for now, and it'll come back down a little bit. But I don't. I have a feeling we're not to the summit of this mountain yet. <laughs> well, I think the goal is to have levels of chaos, just to have random people causing chaos and politics avoiding addressing it, so that in twenty twenty four, Trump can say, "Look at all the chaos. I can fix it." Obviously. You know what I mean? So well, I just, I think I mean, stupid people are doing stupid things for no good reason. I mean, I honestly, like, I honestly see that as, as 
particularly viable simply because like you know you've had trump come out and tell you know republicans not to re- not to vote for republicans in 2022 yeah. and i'm like this is an interesting play here mm-hmm. but i can see where they're trying to go with it i yeah. don't think that it's going to work quite as well as they want it to i, I they're playing what they're doing is they're setting up instances of voter fraud for you know the mm. next the next 2024 so they can say look at 2022 look at all the stuff that went wrong because they made laws <laughs> to make things go wrong you know what i mean right right and i think that's i think that's definitely it. the other part of it is is that the stuff that they're putting on the books is garbage so they yeah. want to be able to say look at this this is voter fraud and, and it's you know like i've been telling people it's like you know all of these states where they're claiming voter fraud like they've had mail-in voting for a long time like this Mm -hmm. isn't something that's new necessarily and on top of that a lot of them you know put in mail-in voting as republican controlled up and down uh legislature legislative branches and so Mm -hmm. the the idea that it was fraud is it's like look you made the rules why are you pissed that you lost by them right well it's the, not the big, broad <laughs> the big thing, what they're saying is that we change the, the voting systems were changed because of the pandemic and so it wasn't the routine process you know it's that we created covid we expanded covid to suppress people but when that didn't work you know we went mm-hmm. this route and it's just horrible it, it, mm-hmm. it's just horrible yeah uh, it's it's one of those things where I think you you have a bunch of people who are pissed that they that they made the rules and then they lost by the rules and and they can't do anything about it. It's like I don't know what to tell you guys. It's like <clears throat> even then you look at all of the other Republican held states that you know had mail in voting put in place and they did just fine. You know there yeah. there's no questions there except for now in Texas where you know. Trump's looking for, uh, well, of course, you know, see, this is how it's done because I won. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. You know, that's called confirmation bias. We've talked about this several times. Um, just because, you know, you get the result that you're expecting, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. If somebody else does the test and they get the same result then yeah then the system worked the way that it was designed i will say that's that's the key word the way that it was designed not the way that it should or the way that you expect it to and that's and that's the problem is is that people are complaining for complaining about fraud but the systems worked as designed Right. Now you can have you can have discussions about whether or not that design was actually correct. You can absolutely sit down and and figure out, hey, did this, you know, did this have some unintended consequences? Unintended consequences do not equal fraud. <clears throat> right. We're always tweaking the system to make it better, but not overhauling it like 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 they are proposing. You know. Right. And having so- just one side of it do it without input from the other side i would i would be mad if democrats did that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not it's not bipartisan it's not neutral it's not even center proposals it's right wing to be right wing exactly you know and and unfortunately that's what you're going to deal with is is that as as uh politicians decide to do things in a 
partisan fashion, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with red states having red representatives by design. You're going to end up with blue states having blue representatives by design. And they're going to point the finger at each other and be all butthurt and upset. And it's like, look, you guys are doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can either figure out what fair representation or equal representation looks like, or in my opinion, both these parties just got to go because it's trash. Yeah. Somebody, before we get started with the notes, somebody on the news was saying that they believe that if Trump runs in 2024, it will give enough space for a third party. It's entirely possible, but we've been hearing that since mm-hmm. 2016. So, yeah. you know, with Hillary and Trump running, it was like, oh, this is going to be the rise of the third party. With Trump and Biden running, oh, this is going to be the rise of the part, uh, third party. Yeah. The problem is, is, is that whether or not we want to believe this, we're starting to see every election as life or death, which yep. is really fucking weird. And, and that's, every that's two not years. healthy. And that's not healthy. And so when, when, the, when the next presidential election comes around and we're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, if we don't vote blue or if we don't vote red, you know, and that's what you end up having is, is that you end up having, you know, 96% of voters vote for these two parties. Right. And, you know, you get 4% voting for a smattering of anywhere from three to seven. Mm. What, I, what, what I do like is Evan McMullen in Utah running against Mike Lee. And he's a conservative, but he's running as an independent just to show that he's not a Trump publican. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like that because now if you take the D, we said this with Sierra a long time ago. If mm-hmm. you take the D and the R off of somebody, you can actually listen to their proposals and not their rhetoric. And so what I see is more people running as an independent because not only do you not have the stigma of the D or R, but you also don't have to raise com- campaign donations simply to feed that beast, you know? And that's, and that's a huge part of it is, is that, you know, if, you know, if you want significant campaign donations, they have to put that letter behind their name right. companies, you know, and, and my hope is, is that based on the last few years, companies are going to be gun shy about throwing in on candidates. Because, I, I agree. You know, because let's, let's be realistic, you know, com- companies that threw in behind Trump in 2016 regretted it in 2020 and they didn't mm. do it. Yeah. And, and companies that have thrown in behind Biden are regretting it now too. And I don't blame any of them. The thing is, is that I do understand why companies want to lobby for their interests. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I I just don't believe that it needs to be done the way that it's doing the the, the way that they're doing it, you know, trying to put in um, a specific candidate and there, I think they found out that this has come back to bite them in more ways than one, because you know, you look at the amount of money that, you know, the big ones have spent Microsoft, Facebook, mm-hmm. Amazon, Google, and, and Apple. And, and now they're all like, ah, oh, shit, this is not good. We have wasted money. And it's like, yes, you yeah. have. Right. Were you looking at the show note? Cause I had that in there, the fall of America or whatever, what broke America. And it was all about lobbyists. And I was like, this note is way too long, has nothing in there. There's no conversation, but it is. There's three pharmaceutical reps 
for every member of Congress. And they spent over a hundred million dollars this year because mm-hmm. they're afraid of Medicaid, Medicare negotiating prescription prices. And that's how our business works. It doesn't really matter if I'm some grandma that needs my insulin that's $900 a month because that lobbyist just paid, I don't know, name a congressman $10,000 to not let her have her insulin cheap, you know? Well, and as we're finding out too, it sounds like, and, and this is going to be one of those across both parties things. Mm-hmm. We're finding out that there are Republican and Democrat candidates out there that are using their campaign funds to live very lavish lifestyles on the campaign trail. Right. And and it's like, look, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think that it should be, you know, drive through McDonald's every day. That's not good for a person. But, you know, the fact that, you know, they're getting all of this very high end care that is, well, as we've talked about, it's the best, it's the best care our money can buy. Yeah, our money. And it's like, if we're going to keep donating to politicians like this, we can't keep getting pissed that they're spending it the way that they are. You're literally giving them the power to do so. Right. And they're getting the salary of up to $400,000 a year and a pension. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? After four years. So it's not like they're not going to be taken care of, but why are we taking care of them when they're just taking money on the side to take care of themselves in a perpetual election? You know? Mm-hmm. No, it's just absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the idea that this is one of those things that the American people are going to keep funding and it's, that's and the problem. It, it, it's, it, it is a problem, but I would say that, you know, uh, for example, Facebook is now facing the wrath of both parties for different reasons, but ultimately mm-hmm. the same thing. And the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you want to talk about regret and, throwing money into politics, that should probably be company number one. Right. And the thing is, is like after the impeachment, the second impeachment of Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell stood up and said, Hey, he needs to be prosecuted. Companies said, we're not going to donate to your party. So he came back and he was like, you know, whatever. And he tried to work it over. But the truth is, is corporations are gun shy about donating to Republicans. So Republicans have moved their apparatus to the everyday person and tried to scam them and force them into donating. They just sent out um, an ad that said, you're a traitor if you haven't donated to Donald Trump and you could be treasonous. That's ridiculous language for a like a email donation request. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Oh, absolutely. And then, and then you had Ted Cruz saying that, you know, all of these companies, you know, what was it? All of these companies that were wanting uh, money out of politics. Well, we'll see, we see you and we'll remember you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. You said the quiet part out loud. Yep. You know, where it was like, well, the next time you come asking us for a tax break and I'm like, Ted Cruz is saying the quiet part out loud again. Yep. And the, you know, HR one removes all of that dark money from politics, you know, and I think that's a big deal, but I think that's going to be left out of the voting rights there. They keep slimming it down, you know, and that's what Democrats do. We have this great idea and we're going to let people knock it down till it's not a good idea. And then we're going to pass it. And they don't understand their messaging is just horrible. I always tell people, tell me what you did, not what you're doing. You don't get credit for what you're doing. You get credit for what you did, you know, and Democrats don't realize that Republicans they're shit. Right. But they can say, look what we did because they actually Mm -hmm. do stuff. 
Yeah, no, that, and that's just it is, is that, you know, what, what people are going to realize here real quickly is, is that the tax breaks, you know, that the Republicans passed, albeit one-sided, they did a lot of great things for business. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, while it did a lot of great things, it did a lot of great things for small businesses, which actually, which absolutely needed it. But it did more for large businesses, super large corporations that already weren't, you know, paying a hell of a lot in taxes, if any at all. Well, we wanted so, to see how trickle down worked, and honestly, stock buybacks was the only drawback to trickle down. Like if they could have invested that money in technology and uh, people, and you know, all of that stuff, maybe trickle down would have worked but corporations took it as an investment in themselves instead of in their communities you know well they didn't even take it as an investment in them in themselves and that's the real issue at hand because even when you invest in yourself that means that you're you're at least expanding in some way shape mm -hmm. or form in into some useful market a lot of these corporations they didn't do that right. what they did was you know they expanded their their uh, upper echelons pay right and then eventually they were like, oh, shit, we got, we still got too much money. All right, fine. What was that number you wanted? $15 an hour. Oh, fuck it. Here you go. Right. But it took that much. It took that much saturation of wealth to get it to drip trickle down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even then, you know, I would, I will say that they're probably one of the potential good ideas. I say potential because mm -hmm. I've yet to see how it's really going to work out is you've had you know, some of these mega corporations start to venture into pharmaceutical land like Walmart and Amazon. <clears throat> so the question is, is can Walmart and Amazon actually be uh, undercut the market in terms of drug prices? And <clears throat> as much as I don't want to see that happen at the same time, under the current model, it's not working. Under the capitalist model, right? Under a socialist model, prescriptions would work. Pharmaceuticals would work. Well, and that's and here's where this is this is a bit more difficult because mm. while I understand where that's coming from, at the same time too, like unless you're getting money from the people to then filter to these corporations for R and D into new meds, right? What most people don't realize is that yes, when you have a technology that's already present and you're looking to disseminate that, sure, socialism can work. If you're banking on new technologies or mm -hmm. new medications, it doesn't work yeah, because yeah. you still have to have that money for R&D one mm -hmm. way or another, period, end of story. And if it isn't coming from the, the government funding it, aka us funding it, right. then it's going to come from us funding it directly. And that's you know what, what our current system looks like. I think the, the issue at hand is really what corporate pay looks like in terms of how oh, yeah. they pay their, how they pay their CEOs, how they pay their, their uppers, mm -hmm. because the reality is, is, is that, you know, when you have that much money filtering through those people, it makes me question how much more money you need when you're bitching about the fact that you, you need more money for R and D. It's like, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't think see the, the work that CEOs do is, you know, easy street in and of itself in any way, shape or form. But when you have people making, you know, $50 million bonuses, that's a right. hell of a lot of R and D money that is just going into somebody's pocket who doesn't need it. And that to me is problematic. And 
yeah, what's the trickle down of that salary? You have to make profits, right? So I understand, like, why would you R&D something if you're not going to make a profit off it? And that's the CEO's job. But yeah, like a lot of people, they're getting denied coverage because the company wants to make a profit and paying Mm -hmm. out isn't profitable. And so when people say Medicare for all will be cheaper, that's what it's based on. Medicare for all would be cheaper because it would eliminate those salaries. You know what I mean? And that's, that's where the money would come from. But in your experience too, just because Medicare for all would be cheaper, you know what your current allowance is and it's shit. (laughs) A, A used garbage can is still a used garbage can. You know what I mean? Right. And that's just it is, is that I get why people want to do things the way that, you know, the idealist expects mm-hmm. you know yeah it'll you know for example you know renewable energy is one of my favorite examples it's like just because the technology is out there and more prevalent that doesn't mean that the technology is in a good spot you know you think about it like if if um if apple stopped r&d after the first iphone right. and that's all they did was produce the first iphone right you know could you imagine what that would you know what that would look like right now we wouldn't have iphones anymore No. And that's Mm -hmm. just it is, is that, you know, I understand why people want when they see the technology that exists and they're like, I want that. And I want that now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So do I, but it's not just about what there is now. It's what you want coming down the pipeline too. And with these, and, and, and I would argue that I, that the way that we did things for COVID really opened up the social side of the process. Yeah. And and there's no question about that because, you know, all of these companies got a large injection of funds in order to produce vaccines, monoclonal antibodies, um, new antiviral medications, right. um, all of these, all of these different things. It's, it's not that, it's not that the technology wasn't there. It just didn't have the funding that it needed in order to get over that R and D hump. Right. And so this is where people need to understand is, is that when you have that injection of funds, the idea of having the government pay for the thing itself, not necessarily the most, uh, not necessarily the best thing to do with your money, but when you have the government fund the idea, that's where you start to see the actual benefit. And so that's where, and so that's where, you know, it's not about picking the winner and loser. Like the government threw a lot of money behind a lot of different drug makers, big mm-hmm. ones, some that were a less known. I mean, right. Yeah. Pfizer's huge. Johnson and Johnson is huge, but Moderna was a little thing created by Obama. It was a little tiny thing. Yeah. And suddenly there it is, you know, with mm-hmm. one of the best vaccines on the market, you know, and throwing that money in there to then make, uh, you know, throwing that R and D money in there to then make a cheaper purchase of the product later was an effective strategy. It worked. It did work. And if we could do that militarily, that would be great. Like we don't need to spend money on nukes anymore, but if we invest that money into R and D to protect our infrastructure digitally, or, you know, however that works, that would be great too. You know what I mean? You know, and, and, and I can see it now too. It's like, you're going to see the rise of, you know, uh, for example, China just tested a hypersonic missile that circled the earth once before then hitting its target. Wow. 
and and people are nervous about that and it was a nuclear capable missile absolutely was it didn't russia yep. try that with a well, like a nuclear powered missile yeah they, they have a hypersonic missile as well we don't uh, i think we're in the process of testing ours but the reality is, is is that okay great so you have really fast missiles you want you know what the only thing faster than hypersonic missiles is speed of light lasers and guess what the, the glorious thing about lasers is you only need the light to hit the target and then boop, it goes down. Bye-bye. So to me, it's like, you know, sure, you can have all of these different weapons that are meant to destroy humanity. But I think the idea of the idea of that is just absolutely heinous. It's time to like actually sit down and look at, you know, if you really feel the need to defend your country, it's not looking, nukes are not the answer. Isn't it amazing They're, that nukes are mutually assured destruction, but all it takes is some rhetoric from Russia into an anti-vaxxer thing to make our entire country sick? Well, now Russia's having that problem too. I don't know if you've seen that in the news. Mm -mm. They are, for the first time throughout the whole pandemic, they're recording over a thousand deaths a day. Wow. And vaccine and their vaccine acceptance is insanely low. Wow. Like I want to say like maybe 25% of their population has gotten vaccinated. Despite the fact that they've got uh, vaccine hesitancy, they are not convinced that the Sputnik vaccine is the way to go. Wow. Now, and, and that's the thing is like, I don't know what I, the problem with the Sputnik vaccine is, is that we just haven't had a real good look at the efficacy of it. Right. So, or, or the effective or the effective treatment of it, you know, the effective treatment with it. So it's mm -hmm. hard to say like how good it is, uh, based on what they said, you know, in their initial trials is that it was pretty good. Right. And it was, it was information gathered through hacks. Like they had real information. It wasn't like they were creating it on their own. They were gathering everybody else's information, which I thought should have been made public anyway so i'm not upset that they gathered the information to make the vaccine but it's not it's not a vaccine it was the first one to come out sputnik right and it was it was yeah they didn't test it like we got lucky israel was our independent test and then so and so we had that backup and so ours was tested but sputnik's wasn't it was like we made it let's go and so yeah. i see that and but I don't know if they've updated it or, you know, like we have, you know, no, I don't know either. And that's, and that's, and that's the tough part is, is that when you have, when you have countries that don't necessarily follow the same sort of testing guidelines, and this mm -hmm. is where like, it would be nice if, if we all followed one testing guideline and we could all look at the data, like, yeah, like we've said before, it's like, I don't I don't think vaccine nationalism is a good idea. I think vaccine availability is. And if Russia's Sputnik V vaccine looks to be effective and, you know, that you're not having mass side effect issues with it, I think then great. That's fantastic. It turns out China's the Sinovac didn't work and it had very little, uh, it's like 50% effective or something like that. I mean, even Johnson and Johnson's one shot vaccine was better than that. So the reality is, is that I don't really care what, 
I don't really care who makes the vaccine as long as it's safe and effective. And you can test that across multiple populations. If, if India comes up with a better vaccine, great. If, if the European Union comes up with a better vaccine. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Vaccine, great. If the African Union came up with a better vaccine or Latin America, great, awesome. Vaccine nationalism is just a terrible disaster, and there's no reason for it. So. For me, looking at um, how Sputnik V works, Sputnik Five, it is it it does make me wonder because I do want to see Russia have a safe and effective vaccine or access to safe and effective vaccines. Having a thousand deaths a day is is a is a bad flex. Yeah, it's not a good look. Mm-mm. No. So and but but Russia's uh, Russia's government has taken to blaming the people for not getting the vaccine now. So, yeah. but they're still refusing to do any type of mandates or anything like that. So, I'm just I'm wondering how long that that's going to hold out before they're finally like, listen. <laughs> I don't think they mind if the people die. It's less of a hassle for them, right? Yeah, I mean, nothing like creating job security by uh, opening up a few positions. <laughs> I think oh, it's a conspiracy. I don't want to get into it. Ooh, anyway, I like I, conspiracies, though. I just, I think people, I think Republicans, they, they're, they're in their end game, right? It's like, it's what they've been planning for the end times. And I think they're actually acting on it. And I think one of their goals is to depopulate the planet by just letting people die, like avoiding helping them just overall country by country by country. That's what I see is like leadership abandoning the people and letting them die at the right moment. And it just Mm -hmm. bugs me. And I'm not saying Maybe independently, they're all saying this is a great idea. Maybe they're not sitting around like Austin Powers, you know, going, <laughs> but I think they don't mind if people die because we're a problem. Well, and, and I mean, realistically, it's like, it, it's, it's a weird, it's the way that they, the way that they did this too, is just absolutely weird. Look, 
I'm as, I'm as much for people being able to be free to make their own choices as, no, as much as the next person is, but they started with the conspiracy theories first and then moved into the, you know, I believe in your freedom of choice, but the vaccine, and it's like, mm. you know, and especially for a group of people who got vaccinated. So. That's just it. Everyone telling you not to get vaccinated literally got vaccinated. And I want to say, like, because Dan said this in our episode and it sticks with me, this new drug that comes out, this scrambles your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not something you want done. And it just scares me that that's the route they're telling people to go. You don't want to trust a vaccine that contains inert COVID oil, salt, and sugar, but you're willing to have your DNA scrambled on a cellular level for your politics. That, that's just freaky to well, me. And that's, well, and, and that's the thing is it's not even, it's not even inert COVID material. It's literally, you're, you're literally in, you know, bringing out the instructions on how to make the spike protein. It's not even right. that you're being injected with COVID. You're literally telling the body, here's how you make the spike protein. Okay, now fight it. Exactly. And everything else is the oil and sugar and salt is just to get it where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even... So I don't, I don't understand the, the, the vaccine is so simple. Like even the modern vaccine, I just got, like I told you, I just got my flu shot. I didn't even think yep. about it. And there was more questions about the flu shot than there was about COVID. Are you allergic to eggs? Are you allergic to latex? Have you ever reacted negatively before? A lot of questions about a flu mm-hmm. shot, you know? So yep. I don't know. I'm all in favor of vaccines. I'm I'm 50 now. I can't wait to get my my shingles shot. Like for two years, I've been watching, going, I can I can get it. I can get it at 50 because I'm prone to getting these things early. You know what I mean? I want right. to be protected. Shoot. You know, and then you know, like me, I was telling a couple of my coworkers, it's like, look, you know, for me, it, it took me a minute to realize, you know, that. I was better off getting the vaccine because my lungs were trash anyways, being an asthmatic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea that I wasn't going to get the vaccine, it was like, I, I, it was never a question. It was just a question of, you know, I hadn't seen a whole lot of data at that point. I'd heard some anecdotes. Yeah. But as far as data goes, I hadn't seen much for data. Once I saw enough data, I'm like, yeah, no, it's good. It's like probably, you know, probably have some side effects like everybody else, but you know, you go get a tetanus shot and your freaking arm goes dead for two days, which right. I get to go, I get to go do in a couple of weeks because apparently it's been 14 years since I got my last tetanus shot. You're supposed to get them every 10 years. No. Yeah. I kind yeah. of forgot. Okay. I was like, crap, I should go do that. That's what I do. I put off my own medical needs just to distract myself. And I don't know why. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, I, I know that I should do it simply because it's like, I'm constantly working around stuff that's rusty, you know, mm-hmm. whether I'm doing working on my own projects or somebody else's, right. it's like, there's no reason that I shouldn't go out and get my tetanus shot. So, yeah, I want to say like, I, I actually, I, I was looking for a doctor in Pensacola, Florida, and I'm from Chicago. So I'm used to a little bit more advanced um, medical care, you know, than they have down here. And I looked for a doctor and until I found one, she had no rating, but she was from Colorado. And I was like, I called the office and I talked to the manager and I was like, is she nice? And they were like, she is really nice. And she holds five degrees. And so I looked her up on Facebook and she had her stuff locked down. 
but her husband didn't. And I found a video of her playing violin with her kids for Christmas. And I was like, she's a music lover. And I talked to her and I explained to her that I'm nutrition based. Like, you know, my, you can't tell how high my sugar is because I'm full of double whoppers, you know, but let's get us, Mm -hmm. let's get us. And she, she loved it. So research your doctors and check them out. Like it's important. We just go to the first doctor we can find and then deal with that. You know what I mean? And I don't, I think people should, it makes me more comfortable going to the doctor knowing she's a good doctor. Well, and that's, you know, and I think, you know, that all just depends on the insurance model you have too. Like the insurance Mm -hmm. model that I'm on, there's so many doctors that I could go see and, and I happen to love my doctor and, you know, she's a combination of, of sweet and sassy smart ass that works for me. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to act like an idiot and she's going to give me some shit for it. And you know what? It works because that's what I'm used to. That's what I need. That's what I like. All right, fine. Okay. You're right. God damn it. Shame me into it with logic and sarcasm. That's how I you know, need to be. <laughs> that's how and that's I the thing it. is, is like, you know, like I, like I've told people, it's like, look, you know, go visit with your doctor and you have to trust that their decision is the right one mm-hmm. for you, you know? And, and that's just, it is, it's like, yeah, I, of course, when I went to go get my blood pressure meds, I was fucking nervous about it. The idea of messing with anything in my body just makes me inherently nervous, mm-hmm. but in the same token, I can't sit there and tell people you need to go talk to your doctor and listen to them and then ignore them. Right. And, and it's like, fuck, all right, you know what? You're right. You're right. Absolutely. I sh- I need to be on this medication yep. and it's good. And it's, and it's helping. It's, it's absolutely helping and I'm not noticing any side effects from it. So great. Yay. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So she, she told me I needed the blood pressure medication and, uh, a cholesterol medication and and she said are you taking those and i was like why would i i eat salads every day (laughs) and i don't have a blood blood and she said well it's the combination like the blood sugar medication can't do all the things that you need done and somebody with diabetes is equally at risk for a heart attack as somebody that's already previously had a heart attack. Nobody has ever told me that before. So guess what I'm doing? I'm taking all my medications now. doesn't right. matter if my blood sugar's low, if I have a heart attack, right? Well, that's, and that's the thing is, is like, yeah, you, you have to learn all of this stuff and nobody ever like gives you a good rundown of it. And, right. and anymore, like right now, we're all so afraid to ask our doctor about anything because it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what if, what if they tell me something and I don't understand it? It's like, well then ask them to fucking explain it. Yep. Ask them again. You know? And that's what I did. You know, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, damn it. I don't like the idea of this. It's like, okay. Cause I'm on, you know, I'm on enough medications that do different things right. and have different side effects. And I don't need them interacting with each other. I really don't. I mean, you don't want to get and take another medication to counter an effect of a medication. Exactly. And, and, and then we had that discussion and she was like, look, if that happens and you start experiencing a side effect, you know, I'm not just going to put you on something to cover the side effect. We're going to pull med, we're going to pull meds and we're going to find out what the effective combination is for you. I love that. Like, all right, all right. You got me convinced. And my, my doctor offered me, um, consultations with the pharmacist. Like they have a pharmacist center to get you to your goals. Like I can go in there at any time and show them my 
diabetes log and they'll work with me to say, well, this isn't work. This you need to take your medication here instead of here after two hours after eating, not a half, you know, and all those wonderful things that you need to get off of the medication because medication mm -hmm. is a patch, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it is. Although it is. there's two types of diabetes, there's insulin resistance and then there's what they think I am was where your pancreas just kind of says, mm, we're not going to do as much as we used to do. Mm, you know, it's like, Oh, you're wanting me to do more. You're wanting me to do the same thing, but I'm tired. Mm, I'm tired. But I asked her like, is insulin resistance a thing? Cause I saw those commercials on TV all the time, you know, with Golo or whatever the stuff is to get rid of diabetes. And I asked her and she said, yep, yeah, insulin resistance is a, is a real thing. It's like your your cells are packed with sugars and it slowly leaches out into your bloodstream so that your body is constantly making insulin to deal with that. And what you can do is go to a plant-based diet for a little while and and get rid of all of that that's in your cells. And then you get rid of diabetes if you're insulin resistance that way, but that's not me. They don't think that's me, but I am acting like it's me. I'm on a plant-based diet so that I can, if my cells are packed with sugar, get rid of that. And then I'll know where I stand, Yeah, you know, and I'm going to start looking into what feeds the pancreas. Like maybe I'm just not getting the right nutrition to create insulin, you know, and I know other people have thought about that. So there's going to be a plenty of research on it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I know that they're doing research on it all the time too. Mm -hmm. You know, we are looking at, you know, I was looking at a couple of things to see what there was for, um, you know, for, for Debbie's condition to see if they had any clinical trials going on out here and didn't yeah. see any, but you know, the number of clinical trials that are going on at any given moment, is just absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. If there's it's a, incredible. if there's an illness, there's somebody that wants to cure it. You know, and there's somebody that's trying to figure it out. Somebody that, yeah. somebody want, that wants to know why, why is this happening the way that it is? Mm -hmm. And that's how we got a cure for sickle cell. Yep. Exactly. I love it. So let's talk about Joe Rogan again. How about that? Oh God. All right. Well, let's talk about Joe Rogan. Well, Joe Rogan said he was on his show and um, Dr. Gupta was on there, you know, to dispel some mis misinformation that might have been out there. And Joe Rogan said that he actually tried getting the vaccine before he got COVID and that ivermectin was, yes, a part of his regimen and that he thought that people should get the vaccine and then get sick because then they would have all types of immunity. And Dr. Gupta said, you know, that's not a great idea, <laughs> but apparently the Don Lemon decided to take it further, you know, in the Don Lemon sort of way. And I think he got the story wrong. I honestly, I keep hearing this and thinking Joe Rogan is this right wing, just weirdo. That's an anti-vaxxer. But then when I read the full stories, what I realize is he's just a normal guy that tried everything like everybody else. Yeah. And, and. I don't know what the story is behind his, why he didn't get the vaccine beforehand. He said you know, it was scheduling, just scheduling. He could, he wanted to get it in Las Vegas and then his scheduling didn't allow it. So and I think, <clears throat> I think that's one of the more important things that people need to understand too. It's like, yes, Joe, you know, we think of Joe Rogan as, you know, having this, you know, 
lifestyle that he can just pick and choose when he gets to do things. And the dude's right. scheduled out. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of commitments. Now, what I will say is, is that, you know, in the case of Joe Rogan, and this is stuff that's being published right now is, is that people who have had COVID and then go get the vaccine afterwards and do the regimen, the full regimen, they end up creating super antibodies. Exactly. And what they're, and what they're finding out is, is that the people who are getting the the two dose regimens are actually getting antibodies for more than just COVID. They're getting them for other diseases too. Cool. And so, you know, and, and you know, with Joe Rogan and, and it's like, I really think that the ivermectin thing is, is more overblown than it should be in, in both categories. Is. Of course it is. It was part of, he also took monoclonal antibodies, right? So he had a, a regimen of things and He's, he's like us. He's just discussing things. And he had a professional on to give the answer to his response, right? We mm-hmm. should both. That's not a great idea. Okay. But we talked about it and that's what we need to do. We can't just hide mm-hmm. our thoughts beca- and then not have them questioned. So I'm not opposed to Joe Rogan other than he's got a three hour podcast and I'm never going to listen, you know? <laughs> I think for me, it just depends on the person that Joe Rogan has on. Sometimes he has on some really interesting people. Like mm-hmm. he's had Neil deGrasse Tyson on there a few times. He's had a couple other people that I'm really, you know, that are really fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, sometimes he's had some people on there where I'm like, wow, you're, oof, that's not somebody who I would pick to have on my podcast, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's the thing is like, you don't know until you get them on because a lot of the people he gets are celebrities and you only see them for three to five minutes at a time, right? Like you never talk to a celebrity for three hours, but when you do, you find out, wow, that wasn't the, that wasn't the conversation I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, like when everybody blew up at the, you know, that freaking Elon Musk went on Joe Rogan's podcast and smoked a freaking blunt and everybody right. was like, Oh my God, this head of a tech company, he's smoking the devil's lettuce. And I'm like, so, Mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares? Who he had cares? to step aside, didn't he? Because well, of that? It, he didn't know there was, there was um, some other stock stuff um, okay. and he didn't actually step aside. <laughs> he just, re- he just changed <laughs> his title and now basically to fuck with the feds. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. I can, I can, ex- I can accept that. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I have problems with some, with a lot of his other ideas and, and things that he does, but whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always good. I'm always here for a good fuck the feds. And it takes everybody in the spectrum to make the world go round. We need the Elon Musks, and I don't like him either. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, you know. Well, and, and that's just it. Is is that I guarantee you that some of the people who've done world changing things, probably not necessarily a fan. And and I go back to yeah. Franklin Roosevelt. You know, Franklin Roosevelt and his ideas on modernizing the American power system and his right. uh, ideas on putting the American people back to work after the Great Depression and creation of Social Security as a safety net because of what we all saw during the Great Depression. Mm. Dude literally had freaking internment camps for Japanese people. You want to talk about fucking right. awful. Right. That's you want to talk became- about fucking awful? It's like, you know, this is where one of those things where it's like, look, you know, I guarantee you the people that you look up to the most have some really shitty stuff in their past. And, and some people are just better at hiding it than others. Like it's whitewashed over history, you know, Mm -hmm. like I remember we were talking about Trump and how, you know, his business, his 
economy was strong. And I think to myself, his policies were still shit because he stopped aid to the mezzo Southern region, built a wall and separated families. Like, so who fuck your economy? And that's, and that's always the tough part is, is that you, you get to, you know, you get to understand like, just because somebody does something good, that doesn't mean they didn't do something equally as terrible and vice versa, you know? Right. And, and you just have to try and wade through. It's like, just because a bad person has a good idea, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be like, all right, let's, let's, let's look at this good idea and work with it. Right. Yeah. Democrats never look reflectingly at what like Donald Trump did that people liked. So nope. I was thinking about it. Donald Trump says, I'm rich because I didn't let the government push me around. You're not rich because you did elect me and I'll create a government that stays out of your way. Does that sound right? Although he's only targeting it to the Caucasians. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. It, everything I, I'm, I'm trying to examine everything through that perspective this week. I just came up with that yesterday and I was like, yeah. He's trying to get rid of immigrants so that white people can live their dream. But he doesn't realize that a lot of white people are already living their dreams in a simple manner. We don't all need golden toilets. Some of us just need a rooster that crows six hours a day. Right. Or, you know, someone that we just need someone that can come and work our field or or Mm -hmm. orchard or whatever have you, you know, and and that's the that's one of the biggest issues is, is that policies have sucked so much donkey dick and then you know you look at what the the democrats are supposedly going to come in and do and fix it and they haven't done a damn thing democrats are great at saying look at how fucked up things are we're not going to do that but then you get them in office and then it's more like you know we're not going to do that we're just not going to do anything until it's a becomes a really bad idea then we're going to do that right yep I mean, they're talking about build back better, how it's going to transform everything. But then they're saying, well, we're going to cut it in half. Well, how, and you're still promising transformation, like with half the money that you wanted. Oh, we're going to go back and get it later. Oh, you're going to go back and do the rest later. Okay. And it's just this, we're going, we're gonna, we're gonna. And I had an uncle that used to do that and I hated him. I hated him because I couldn't Mm -hmm. count on him. We're going to help you. You never, you weren't going to help me originally. Why did I think you were going to help me in the future? You know what I mean? Welcome to Democrats. <laughs> we're going to help you. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm a little too busy. I can't help you. Yeah. Sorry. They won't let me. I want to <clears throat> help you, but they won't let me give me more money and I'll have more power. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. So we buried the lead in our Texas story. I always want to get a good Texas story in, and I know this one you Ooh. love, right? So South Lake Texas school leader tells teachers to balance Holocaust books with opposing views. You like that? It's been all over the news, and I was I picked this early. I picked this early, and then I saw it on a, a bunch of different news stations. So I don't know. Is there an opposing view that we should teach about the Holocaust? Nope. nope there is nope. not. Nope. The only view is, is that the Holocaust happened and that, you know, kicking Nazi ass is an American tradition. That's okay. literally like, if you want to, if you want to go straight up red, white, and blue, that's literally it. The Holocaust happened. Our fucking soldiers found these camps and it, the, they were insanely awful and mm. kicking Nazi asses 
pretty much an American tradition. You know, it's the best. It's one of our better traditions. Somehow we haven't kept up on it's as American as baseball and apple pie, <laughs> taking a baseball bat to a Nazi. Yep. Watch the blues brothers. Um, you know, and, and that's, and that's, what's absolutely insane. There is no opposing view. Okay. It's like, okay. If, if this is what we're going to do, if, if we're going to have an opposing, allow a quote unquote, an opposing view on everything. All right. Then it's time to have opposing views on some things that they're not going to like. Okay. I like that. Like, like they're going to have to get real used to teaching about say, uh, uh, Satanism. Satanism. Oh my God. Well, okay. Like I'll, I'll play this game. Let's, let's do opposing views. Let's, let's, let's have Satanism be a curriculum in high school as well. Cause I mean, every school learns about different religions, but you know what we didn't learn about Satanism. And we barely <laughs> talked about, we barely talked about the Quran or Buddhism or, or Judaism. You know, we talked a little bit about Judaism because, you know, Judaism actually moved into Christianity, you know, so you at least have that connection, but there was no way in hell we were going to talk about Islam, you know, very much. It was more like, yeah, Islam's a thing. It's over here. Uh, we, we kind of got a couple of things out of it, but yeah, no, not important. Don't need to know about it until suddenly a couple of towers fell in New York city. And suddenly now it's just Islam bad. So, you know, I don't, if there is no opposing view on the Holocaust, there is no, balancing that view um i mean in reality it's like okay i guess if we're going to talk about that then here's what a balanced discussion on the second world war would look like it's like okay so if if the holocaust gets an opposing view then it's time for pearl harbor to get an opposing view on how american imperialism was affecting the japanese you want to know how many people are going to listen to that horse shit not too many not in this country. I tried doing that actually. I had a Pearl Harbor series where I based it on the Japanese perspective. And I even used Japanese titles and descriptions. And Japan loved it. And I thought that was amazing because we were both finally getting on the same page instead of being mm-hmm. like, we hate you for what you did. We're like, hey, we all had a part in this. Like Japan has um an area of cherry trees that are grown for every American soldier that died. You mm-hmm. don't know that. You don't know this stuff, right? They they care just as much. They honor our fallen like we don't honor theirs. You know. You know, and and that's just it. Is is that I like I am I am all in favor of teaching people a per a holistic perspective of history. Yeah. There is more than just the victor side. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the idea. The idea that there is a quote unquote other side. Well, we learn about the other side. It's called Nazi Germany. And their view was Mm -hmm. they saw the Jewish people as some, as a group of people that need to be exterminated. We teach that already. Right. We do the rise and fall of the Nazi empire. You can't go on Hulu without seeing 10 documentaries about it. You know? So, so, you know, the question is, is whether or not you're giving credence to those ideas. And the answer is we shouldn't be. Mm-mm. kind of we kind of fought a war about it and one we shouldn't right. be giving credence to nazi ide- ideology there was nothing to give credence to it failed Dr- dramatically it failed but here's an idea why don't we broaden the perspective like six million jews died right but so did 
gypsies. They almost wiped the gypsy gypsies out, disabled people, gay people, black people, anybody that they encountered that wasn't like them. They worked them to death or killed them in a gas chamber. They, they took, they took our soldiers and would march them in fields, pouring cold water over them in the winter so that they would die so they could save the gas for other people. Like a lot of people died in the Holocaust, 6 million Jews, but a whole bunch of other people were in there as well. Mm -hmm. And an additional I, 5 million other, of uh, other different races and ethnicities and backgrounds. Right. And I think that that's something that needs to be known. You know, the Holocaust wasn't just about, about Jewish death. And we have an episode, by the way, of actual footage of the allied forces liberating Krakow, I think it is. And they get the soldiers out and there's actually an interview at the gate, you know, and they're talking to what these soldiers went through and saw. So if, if you think the Holocaust never happened, there's actual audio footage that we have of it. And the people that they found were of all races. They just weren't, they weren't uh, German Aryan. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and the other thing too, that people might not realize is that Eisenhower demanded that the that this get recorded because the it was so horrific mm -hmm. that he himself thought nobody would believe this if they didn't see it in the future right yep yeah and that's why we had the nuremberg trials partially partially well we had to have them <laughs> we had to have them but you know we had to have we also needed to have video of what these camps were mm -hmm. and that's just it is is that there's not just american footage there's soviet footage yeah like these camps existed this treatment existed now i'm not saying that the soviets were any better they were they just did things differently at the if time they weren't any worse we were just no. some fledgling nations just trying to make it like russia no. russia didn't know they got they got super attacked by the nazis because there was like land they could get there nazis didn't come to us like they did in masses like they just wanted they wanted the soviet empire and they they a lot of people died a lot of people died in that part of the war you know yep yep i wouldn't have picked on russia i would have left them the fuck alone if i was the germans you know what i mean i wouldn't have fought a war on two fronts <laughs> I know. but decisions were made decisions were made decisions were made well thanks for being here jeffrey i appreciate Absolutely. you thank you and come back next thursday for another episode of public access america to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, you nobody, is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged.
by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Prove what? Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, 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 Radio Public, and Spotify. Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.